Hi, I'm Jane Hilsden, marketing consultant and founder of Dragonfly Marketing. Welcome to this episode of the How To Do Marketing Show, a no-nonsense podcast about marketing for small business. It's our mission at Dragonfly Marketing to put marketing on the agenda for every regionally-based small business in Australia. Why? Because we know that when marketing is done properly, it can help your business grow. We believe small businesses are the backbone of our nation. When your business grows, it benefits not only you and your family, it benefits your whole community. Small businesses create a vibrant and connected economy. We employ local people, we donate to local charities, and we work together to build resilient and thriving regional communities. So the How To Do Marketing Show is a podcast just for you and your small business. Bursting with marketing insight and information, this show will be a fabulous resource to help you know all there is to know about the topic of marketing for small business. And the topic that we will tackle in this episode of the show is Facebook advertising. So I think Facebook advertising is an awesome tool for small business. The trouble is, is that not a lot of small businesses know about it. So you might have seen like the boosted, but the boost post feature in your Facebook page. However, the Facebook ad platform extends well beyond this. It's actually a tool that we use in our business, but we also use it quite a lot for our clients as well. Some of the results that we've achieved with Facebook ads are adding hundreds of email subscribers to email lists, driving online sales while business owners sleep, and increasing the awareness and engagement of a business. In fact, I think you can pretty much achieve success at all levels of the marketing funnel using Facebook advertising. So to help tackle the Facebook advertising topic is a fabulous Facebook advertising expert, Karen with a Y, Parkinson. Karen started her first business when she was 24. As a young and enthusiastic and inexperienced entrepreneur, she wasted over $80,000 on mainstream advertising in her first year. So she actually discovered Facebook as a way to keep promoting that business when she ran out of money. Now, through her business Unstoppable E-Commerce, she helps businesses big and small to run Facebook advertising funnels to grow traffic to their site and increase their bottom line. And because she made so many mistakes with her first business and wasted so much money, she has a huge passion for teaching small business owners to do Facebook advertising for themselves so she can stop others making the same mistakes that she did. Hi, Karen, and welcome to the How To Do Marketing Show. Hi, Jane. Thank you so much for having me. Such a pleasure. I know that I'm really excited to get stuck into this conversation with you about Facebook advertising. It's uh, something that I think, you know, a lot of small business owners um, have a lot of questions about and some small business owners don't even really know that it exists. So it will be great to shed some light about what what uh, the Facebook advertising platform is capable of and what features and functionalities um, people can get their hands on. But first of all, before we dig into that, what is it about the Facebook advertising platform and space that you really love working with? Sure, it's definitely a juicy topic, this one. I think one of the main reasons I love Facebook, purely because of the size of it, so it's the biggest social media marketing platform, so you've got access to a lot of people 
all over the world, um, but it's also very accessible. So their advertising rates start at just $5 a day. So regardless of if you're a small business that just wants to spend a few hundred dollars a month or, you know, a big business that wants to spend thousands a day, the, the platform doesn't change. You can still use the same strategies. Everything we teach we use for our big clients and then we use for our students that are just getting started. Um, so it's really scalable and you can see where every cent goes and what you get back for every dollar as well. So it's really easy to turn things off that aren't working and scale things up that are. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. I think there's something that's really, really energising about working with a tool or a technique that actually works. And and I know for me as, as you know, someone who's worked with small businesses for so many years, why I love social media full stop is for that very reason, is that it is something that you can spend a little and just be super clever and creative and, and make, you know, a little bit of money, you know, last a long time and create some really significant impact. Um, all you do, as you said, have the ability to be able to scale that and do some, you know, pretty, you know, make some um, significant impact by, by um, you know, just getting across all the platforms, yeah, really. I think it really allows the little guys to be playing on a level playing field with the big guys because they yes. can get in front of the same people. Um, yes. They can just do it at a smaller level. Yeah, and, and as you said, it does generate results. So, you know, that's really, it, it's always good when uh, when the work nice that we're actually doing. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. When everyone's high-fiving each other at the, at the end of a successful campaign. So I completely get that. Now, speaking of, of which, do you, do you think there is a particular business type or, or a specific industry that seems to do better than others with generating sales with Facebook ads? Or do you think it's possible for any business to drive bottom of funnel, as in, you know, sales, with Facebook ads? Look, I love it for e-commerce. Obviously, that's what we deal in and specialise in. But I've done everything right down to a pet crematorium on Facebook. So wow. it really can be used for, you know, consultants, coaches, um, service businesses, and then obviously your brick and mortar stores and online retail. I think the reason it works so well for e-commerce is because of that instant, you know, gratification of being able to see the return and being able mm. to adjust those budgets and things like that. Whereas sometimes it can be a little bit harder for a service-based business to really get that dollar value um, against it. You have to be a little bit more in-depth with your reports and things like that. But with something like e-commerce, you can instantly see exactly how much money you've made. Yeah, because you can track people from, you know, viewing the original ad all the way through to jumping across to your website and actually purchasing. So what when you say e-commerce, what's what's your definition of of e-commerce? What does that entail? Oh, for me, I think the basic definition is just basically products sold online. Mm. So it, for a lot of people now, especially with COVID, anything that might have been at a brick-and-mortar store or even just selling at markets, a lot of people have turned to now taking that online, whether it be on a Shopify store or WooCommerce or anything like that. But anything that's a physical, tangible product or even like an e-book, um, something that you can sell online as opposed to, you know, somebody selling um, services such as a lawyer or a doctor that might be um, performing, you know, uh, appointments online. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, so say for example, so yeah, so so the e-commerce sites, it's it's people selling and it could be a service or but it's most likely a, a product on online. Um, what 
so say for example if i use the pet crematorium pet crematorium um as an example would you have been using facebook to actually drive you know sales of of that crematorium crematoriums gosh i really can't say that word today it's a funny one that one <laughs> the crematorium sales or was it really just to kind of promote the business and let people you know let more people yeah, know about it was it? a lot about the awareness um and the thing about facebook is you can be really targeted so we we're making sure that those ads only went out to people that did actually have animals and pets um but yes, it was about letting them know about that service that was available and hopefully for that particular business, they didn't need it there and then, but at least yeah. it was top of mind if they did later on. Yes. Whereas an e-commerce is a lot more, here's the product that's available to buy right now yeah. uh, and getting people to take a lot quicker action. So it's more yeah. of a slow burn, I think, with a service-based business. Yeah, that's right. And and you're right because I think um, with e-commerce, like a, particularly if we look at the fashion, for example, there a purchase is is probably a little bit more partial to a spontaneous buy whereas as you said you know something like a crematorium or even like a legal service or um you know something like a, a financial planning service it's not going to be something that you just on a whim decide to kind of you know see an ad for and then yeah, just go straight a lot more into research purchase. involved i think with things like legal services or any kind of service base but E-commerce, definitely, there's a lot of people, it's gone up so much this year, there's yeah. a lot of people that will spontaneously see something that they love and that's the idea of Facebook is to be able to get something in front of someone who's most likely to like your product yes. and for them to just check out and if they don't, to be able to retarget them and show them another message. Yes, yes, exactly. I know myself, I'm notorious from clicking on something, particularly if I've never seen or heard of a brand before, but say, for example, they're, you know, advertising, I don't know, dresses, and I really like the look of the dress. So I'll often click through and check out the website to see, well, you know, what's this brand all about? You know, do they have other clothes that I might like? You know, are they actually a brand that, you know, I, I would actually enjoy purchasing from or, do they, you know, do they give me some reasons to be suspicious? But I generally won't have the confidence just from seeing them once to purchase from that ad so so the fact exactly. as you said if if they can actually capture the fact that i've visited the website and send some more stuff to me it might convince me you know a little bit down the track that's the biggest part of facebook advertising what makes it so powerful so they have this little thing called the pixel that goes on the back end of your website uh, it's like a free code that sits there nobody sees it but what it does is it tracks all other facebook users going to your website so they know exactly what you looked at, what you added to cart, what you bought or what you wanted to buy but you didn't. Mm. So later on you're looking through your phone or you're sitting in front of telly and you're a bit more relaxed. Maybe you were at work before or the kids were screaming and then you see that exact little black dress that you were looking at and go, oh, hang on, I did want to check that out again or I did want to go through and buy. And you yeah. can kind of give people alternative reasons to come back and what the benefits of those dresses are. And So it's very... Um, depending on the product really but there's a lot of products where people won't buy first look you know if I've never heard of a brand before and I've seen something straight away I'm like oh that's really cool but I'm not yet prepared to sort of commit with my money because I don't know a lot about them but yes. then if I see another ad or another two or three different ads from that company explaining you know what they do and maybe they give some money back to charity or maybe they have really great reviews or beautiful quality products and that can be explained to me in further ads then that's where people go back and purchase and that's what we call the funnel 
So when we talk top of funnel, it's letting people know about you for the first time with the Facebook app. And then middle of funnel, we follow up anyone that's looked on your website but hasn't yet made an action. Yeah. Bottom of funnel, we're following up anyone who's added to cart but hasn't yet purchased. And then there's a multitude of other things you can do on Facebook. You can upsell and cross-sell and, you know, show to people who have purchased in the past, you know, maybe you're having a sale or new products come out. So there are a lot of things you can do with the funnel. Yeah, yeah, really, really powerful. I agree. Um, so when we're actually talking about a, a Facebook ad campaign, and just for the for the business owners that might be listening that haven't haven't actually had exposure to the Facebook ad platform, it's something that sits completely separate to your Facebook page. So if you've just been kind of administering your your Facebook page, you might have actually come across like a boosted post functionality where you can actually press boost post and put some money behind um, some of your content to ensure that more people see it. That's that's like a really small part of the, the advertising platform, but it's not, it's like a small, small part of it. Um, and it's not really the, the Facebook ad, ad platform. Um, so yeah, you, so a lot of people do get confused with that. So the boosted yeah. post is kind of like they put it before you and they make sure it's really bright and bold, click me, click me type thing. But it really is only offering you some very basic options. It's kind mm. of their way of getting some easy money out of you, mm. not giving you all the tools that you can actually use. So we always recommend don't press boost. Yeah. Actually go through and use the Facebook ad um, platform platform and yeah when we say facebook ads we're talking facebook and instagram as well because yeah. facebook owns instagram uh, yeah. that's one of the placements available so you can just learn one platform and be able to put um, your ads across both yeah yeah and 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 we still some to, we will we will actually use the boosted post functionality to to help some of the organic content or, or some of the content that goes to a, a business's feed to, to make sure that it actually gets out, you know, in front of people. Because a lot of the time, if you're just posting, you know, organic content or, or if you're just posting content to the Facebook page without actually putting a bit of money behind that, pretty much no one will will see it. So that's where we use boosted posts. But if, you, if, you're, if you're trying to actually drive people to your website or drive, you know, kind of deeper actions, the Facebook ad camp, the Facebook ad platform is, is where it's at. Can you tell us then, if we're using the Facebook ad platform, what are some of the key ingredients to running a, a Facebook ad campaign? So the keys to a successful campaign is really the same to any successful marketing. So you want to target the right audience, mm. the right message at the right time. So if we look at that, the audience, there are so many different options on Facebook with people that you can target. So remembering that every time you go to a website that's got the Facebook pixel installed, Facebook collects a little bit of data on you. So they know so much about all of the people that are on Facebook. So if somebody's looking for a dress, they know that they're looking for a dress, which is very valuable if you sell dresses, mm. that you can put your ad in front of someone when they are looking for that. So you can really target the right audience. If you're selling a product that's for parents, you can target parents and you can even narrow down the ages of what their kids are. And then the other powerful tools that you've got with Facebook are things like lookalike audiences. So they're audiences that are similar to an existing audience. So you can actually target people similar to all the people that have purchased from you before. So it allows you to kind of open yourself up to more people in a certain area that might be ready to buy your product. 
And then when we're talking the right message at the right time, we're going back to the funnel. So we're saying you don't ask someone to buy on a first date and we don't ask someone to buy on a first ad either. So if it's the first ad that they're seeing from your company and they've never been to your website before, we're not going to hit them with like a really big sales pitch. We're just going to go, hey, you know what? This is what we sell. If you'd like to come and have a look, um, you can find out a bit more over here. And then once they've had a look, that's when we can start telling them a little bit more. And, you know, by the time they've added to cart and they haven't purchased, we know they probably just got distracted. And that's where we can say, hey, you left these. Do you want to come back and buy them? So Mm. you can get a little bit more salesy in your messaging um, as you go on, but you certainly don't do it the first time. And I I like that dating analogy because you kind of give someone a little bit more information about yourself each time that you meet. And it's the same with your ads. Mm. And and what else? So in terms of making sure that your ad lands in front of the right people um, at the right time and being really aware of where pi- where people might be, um, you know, at this, in the various stages of the funnel. So have they just, you know, had that first exposure to your business so they need actually a few more touch points before moving on or, you know, have they seen a little bit of your business and come and flirted with your website and checked out <laughs> a little bit more about you um, and so then, you know, perhaps might be a little bit more ready to buy. And they're, they're super, super um, important um, aspects. What about like in terms of, you know, imagery and copy and headline and those sorts of things? What, what, what does success look like for those generally? So there's a lot of ingredients, as you say, to a good um, Facebook campaign. Imagery is so important because people, when they walk into a physical store, they can really pick something up and they can look at it and they can smell it and they can open it and see if there's pockets inside or they can really look at it. When you're putting an ad on Facebook, they're only going to see what you give them. So you've got to make yeah. sure that your product images or videos, videos work really well on Facebook, you want them to be beautiful and you want them to feel how they would feel if they were to walk into a store that sold your product. So if you take really daggy, badly lit photos, people are going to look at your product and go, oh, they're a bit dingy. You know, you give that um, perception of your product. So if you can make them light and airy and showcase the product really well, it's a really nice idea when you're first introducing someone to the brand to show them photos of the products in use. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're what we call retargeting, so showing someone further down the funnel, showing other people use your product is a really good way to create social proof. Mm. And so you know what, this, this product's actually being used by a lot of other people. And if you can flick through and show the people a lot of other products, uh, of your products, sorry, being used by a lot of other people, then that's a really good way for someone to go, oh, well, if they all love it, then maybe I will too. So giving people that social proof, Mm. um, but also just making sure that your copy is in line with those different funnels so it's a little bit softer at the beginning. You really just want to explain a little bit about who your product is for, Mm. so what it is and who it's for. So I should be able to see an ad and go, oh, you know, that's for this and, yeah, that would be for me. Uh, Obviously, we're trying to show it to people that it would be for. Um, But just making sure that we get across those benefits and the features throughout the funnel of the product and it's not just sort of a photo and we're going, buy now, because that doesn't really tell me anything about it. You're better off using your headline to go, you know, this is a fantastic educational tool or whatever it might be that you're selling. Mm. We know Mm. the latest party dress that you can wear 10 ways. Um, So the biggest thing with images and copy is that we just test. And that's why Facebook is so good because you can run 
10 different images and see which one gets the best results and then just turn off the other ones. Yeah. So you can always be testing your copy, always testing your creative. You can even test different buttons, whether they like a button, learn more or shop now. Yeah. Um, so for us, it's all about testing when you start a campaign. And you mentioned videos and said that videos can be really successful. What what have you found are the kind of key elements to making sure a video works? Because when 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 Facebook reports back on the, you know the video views, everyone, some people might have seen that when when they post a video that they'll get that little stat back that says video views, and it might say five hundred, it might say five thousand, or whatever. But the video views is really only someone's seen it for three seconds. So if you've posted a 30-second video, you know, really the fact that they've seen the first three seconds probably hasn't done you a lot of favours other than a little bit of recognition of your brand and, and your look and feel. How, how do you think people can make sure that they get people to watch more than three seconds of, of their videos? So it's really important to make sure your video is engaging and because of that some people might just see a snippet at the beginning, you want it to be engaging from the beginning. So if you've got mm. really fun images to show or, you know, something catchy to put in there, don't leave it for the end mm. because a lot of people might not get to the end. So you want to make sure your brand, so your logo is shown in the first three seconds so they get a glimpse right at the beginning of who's actually doing this ad yeah. and then again at the end. But in the middle, you really want to keep your videos nice and short and sharp so the longer video for Facebook is around 30 seconds. Mm. Uh, if you want to show it in stories, Instagram or Facebook stories, you've got to keep it under 15 seconds. So mm. short and sharp, but really catchy. You want it to stand out in the news feed. So bright colours help. Um, less blue because Facebook's already very blue. Mm. Um, so you can use other colours that pop. But sh uh, some, if you're going to have a go at videos, stop motion work really well. Ah, yes. Or if you're in the fashion industry at the moment, things like those TikTok videos where they maybe click their fingers or turn around and then they're in a new outfit, that's a really quick way to show a few different outfits in a sort of a 15-second window uh, and it's sort of fun and engaging and people want to watch it. So those kind of videos are working really well, especially in that sort of fashion industry. Or you can imagine like if you're wearing a pair of shoes and then you're walking down the street and they change to a different pair or anything that's kind of fun and makes people want to keep watching and see what else happens. Yeah, great. Yeah, there's some great tips. And, yeah, good point about um, avoiding the, the blue because you're right, it is a very blue platform. Um, so in terms of actually where you would use videos on your ads, would you use videos more to kind of towards the top of funnel as in you're trying to kind of, you know, differentiate your brand or try to engage people in your, your content to, you know, to watch your videos um, or to um, really just make people aware of, of who you are and what you sell? Or can you use videos successfully to drive sales? Like could you post a video and and all, and expect that to kind of drive product sales or, or service sales from that? Yeah, so the videos I talked about are more kind of your top of funnel ones. But the way mm. videos work really great in retargeting is if you as a business owner will get behind the camera, and I know that sounds really scary to a lot of people listening, mm. but people love connecting with people and knowing that they're buying from a real person rather than just another brand. So if you can get behind the camera and there's different ads that you can do, it can be just giving your brand story. It could be actually showcasing a product and go, look, this is how it's going to arrive. And you could do a bit of an unboxing or just answering your most frequently asked questions. 
So if people are always asking, you know, what the fit's like or what the returns policy is, just getting behind a camera with your product and talking people through that because it creates that connection and makes people realise that, hey, this is a real human being that I'm supporting if I buy this. Mm. works really well for, you know, smaller family-run businesses. But we use those kind of ads a lot in our retargeting funnels. And there's one that we actually love using, and this is a bit of a tip for your audience because Mm. we don't um, see it used very often, but we love to run a thank you ad. And that's something that we run after somebody purchases. We show them a video of us just saying thank you. No sales pitch, just a, hey, thanks so much. You know, you've supported our business. And we get such a big return of sales from that. Even though we don't include any links, people just love that first impression of your business and they'll go back and buy again just because how many people do you actually see putting a thank you ad in the newsfeed after you've spent money with them? That is such a great idea. Wow. So this is specifically just going to people who have purchased your product. Already purchased just in the last few days. How so you can imagine thoughtful. if you went through and bought that dress and then somebody actually popped up in an ad and said, hey, thanks so much. That's really going to help our small business. Um, that, yeah. Straight away, you've got a better feeling about that company. It kind of cements the fact that you did a good thing and bought that and you're like, oh, you know what? I was checking out that other dress as well. Maybe I'll go back and buy that one also. So. Do you- do you find people get freaked out by that? Like, do you find that people go, hang on a second, what are they doing? How do they, what? Because I still find that there's a lot of people who don't, I mean, I think people are suspect in terms of the fact that they're being kind of traced, but there's a lot of people who don't actually know what remarketing is. Do you think that would freak some people out? Or, I mean, I... Obviously, a lot of people are very thankful by the sounds of things, but do you, do you ever find that people go, what? How do you know? Oh, look, every now and then with one, we were saying, hey, you know, a little birdie told us you're on our website. You can come back and buy these things. Um, and we use what's called dynamic retargeting. So it actually shows the products that they were looking at or the products yeah. that they did have in their cart. Right. I find I've only ever had um, trouble once with an older audience and I had a lady who was about in her 70s, I think, comment on that going, oh, please take them out of my cart. I don't need that anymore. So it was kind of very literal and, hey, we're still hanging on to these for you. And um, but only ever once have I had a comment like that, which I thought was adorable. That is divine. <laughs> God love her. That's so sweet. Oh, that's good. Um, But we do these things and we do this automation and we just assume everyone knows. But my husband, who's obviously been married to this woman who's in marketing, (laughs) he got all excited because his gym sent him an email for his birthday. He's like, I can't believe he took his time out of his day to send send me that email. (laughs) I just looked at him and shook my head and thought, you know, that's automated. (laughs) Just because we know that. Other yes. people don't and they no. think that, like, that just was a big eye-opener for me. I'm like, I always just assumed everyone realised that things were automated and that we do these things once and then they go out all the time. But people actually don't and they feel special when they get that birthday email or, you know, we put birthday ads up for people's yeah. birthdays so they see an ad as well. And people actually think that you've really taken that time out to make sure that they see something, you know, on their special day. So I think we have to remember as business owners and as marketers that people don't always realise that this is all done in automation and actually really appreciate it. So a little thank you video in their newsfeed, yeah, they might go, oh, I wonder how they got that. But 
yeah. think, as you say, people are starting to realise now how, you know, things are being tracked and traced and especially online. Yes. Most people react to that sort of thing quite positively because not a lot of businesses would spend money after someone's made a purchase. Yeah, and you're so right. And and my example is a, is an email um, where you can. Where there's one person that I'm on their email subscription list, and she uses um, customization faultlessly. Like it's so seamless. And every single and she she kind of inserts my name with this customization all the way through. Or she inserts everybody's name yeah, all the yeah. way through her emails. But it just it's done so conversationally that every time, and I know that it's customization, I know that it's automated, but each time I go, gosh, it's like, like maybe it's not. Like maybe she did just <laughs> write this email to me. It, it seems so personal. So, and regardless, even though I know that, you know, it is automated and it is a, a feature of the, the software that she uses, it still endears me so much to to those emails because it does feel so much more intimate feeling don't we when people are like take the time to be personalized absolutely i don't think you know we quite feel much different knowing that it's you know that automated and like you say putting it through an email rather than just in the hello bit makes such a big difference as well Absolutely, yeah. But but what you've got to to make sure with that is that you do have everybody's first name on your email yes, subscriber definitely. list. Otherwise, I've you'll have gotten a... that hi first name email before. Yeah. <laughs> Always have a oh, hi blank comma. Yes. Um, you know, and then blank comma. I was just thinking, yeah. So it probably doesn't. That it probably has the opposite effect in that in that circumstances. So, so what are some of the mistakes that you see a lot of small businesses make with their Facebook advertising? What can our listeners avoid? So I think the biggest mistake is actually just stopping with that top of funnel ad. And most people that I speak to, they go, oh, you know, I tried Facebook ads and it just didn't work. So we've got an uh, example that we use and it's one lady that was in skincare and we spent $500 on her ads and we made a 36 times return on ad spent. Wow. So that means $36 for every dollar that we put in. So I think if you do the maths quickly, it was around 17000 or something that we made off that $500. Wow. But the first 250 we spent just top of funnel. So this was to people who had never heard of her um, saying, you know, introducing the product. And if we'd stopped there, we actually wouldn't have made a cent because nobody bought from those first ads. Mm-hmm. They all bought from the retargeting. So we made around 70x return on ad spend, retargeting people and, you know, reminding them what was in their cart, telling them about the products that they'd been looking at. And that's where every cent was made. So I think a lot of people try that first bit and then they give up and they don't actually have anything to follow people up with. And it doesn't just have to be Facebook ads. You know, if somebody goes to your website and they're adding to cart, you want to follow them up with an email and there's software to do that as well. And you can follow them up with an Instagram ad and a Facebook ad. You know, we know that people need to see things more than once before they commit. So I think the biggest mistake with Facebook ads is just telling people about our product and expecting that that's where it's going to end and that they're just going to go through and buy. Mm. And, you know, we know that it, for, it might work for some brands, um, but even for those ones, they could make a lot more if they followed them up and that's what we call the retargeting. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a great, great tip. What about with like the creative? So, you know, with the use, and you mentioned it before in terms of, you know, not doing, not including the photos that look a bit homemade or the lighting's really bad, or I guess if, if a video audio is not great or, 
um, you know, I guess if you've got spelling mistakes and those sorts of things, are, are there creative mistakes that you see a lot of small business? I can imagine that you're quite analytical when you sit on your Facebook feed and, and watch oh, things I saw come one through. Today and I, I did have a laugh. I was like, oh, I think this is the worst image I've seen in a Facebook ad ever. Um, really? really? What it was, was it? Tell us. I, I won't name the business. No, I don't name the remember, business. But, but it, what was, was it had about... 10 different images kind of collaged together and then it had text all over it but in about five different fonts and all different sizes and it was just so busy. I said, my hubby was next to me, I said, oh, my goodness, look at this. I said, it hurts my eyes. Yeah, that hurts Um, my ears hearing about it. (laughs) So I think just simple is best. You don't have to actually go out and get a photo shoot either and have like absolutely professional images I don't want people listening and thinking oh well unless I can afford that I really can't use Facebook ads Mm. it's just about getting you know your phone has a great camera on it these days and using natural light to make sure that you can see things if you've got a squint to see an image because it's a little dark then you know it's a bit dark so take Mm. it again when there's better light like just things like that it doesn't mean it has to be professional and sometimes going around with a phone and taking videos of yourself talking about products can work better than like a really sneak professional shoot because people know it's real. Mm. So, yeah, don't feel like you have to go out and spend thousands of dollars and get all these professional things done. But just take a little bit more care in when you are taking your own product photos um, to make sure that people can see them and, and also like making sure that you're showing them different angles and things that they might like to see. And for copy, you know, um, it's just about... There's a few different rules with copy with Facebook as well, so you can't sort of call out people's personal attributes and things like that. But if you can just think about your ads as if somebody walked into your store, what would you say to them when you were first introducing that product? Or like, you know, they talk about the elevator picture. Someone's in your elevator and you've got to tell them exactly what it is that you sell before they get to the bottom and get out. So yeah. how can you, instead of writing a, you know, a big essay, how can you really quickly tell somebody what it is that you sell and, you know, how it's going to help improve their life? Yeah, 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 great tips. Now, when it comes to measurement um, and and the reports, the Facebook advertising platform provides actually really, really detailed reports and, and they seem to be getting, you know, more detailed every time I look into that platform. You can really deep dive into these reports as well. They'll kind of give you base level metrics and then you can really deep dive into into the nitty gritty of, of the reports and get lots and lots of different insight. But for the beginner or someone who's kind of just hopping onto Facebook ad, ads for the first time, uh, you know, I wouldn't recommend that. I'm sure you wouldn't recommend that because it would just be too overwhelming. There's too, too many numbers, <laughs> too yeah, much sometimes. insight. Too much information is not a good thing. Um, One thing that you can do when you're looking at a Facebook ads manager and looking at the reports is you can customise the things that you see. So you go to customise columns. So I recommend everyone sets up their own report. You only have to do it once and then you save it so you can look at it all the time. But just with the basics that you need to know, like you say, take away all the overwhelm. So those things for me would be the amount spent because, you yes. know, if you accidentally put in $50 a day instead of five, you want to be able to pick that up pretty quickly. Yes. So you want to know how much you've spent. Then things like your how many link clicks you're getting and how much it's costing per click because that will mm-hmm. tell you if you've got the right audience. Then the things I love to know is how many people have added to cart, how many people have purchased and how much that purchase is cost but also how much you've made. So it will tell you exactly how much they spent. 
And then what we call ROAS, so it's R-O-A-S, which stands for return on ad spend. So Facebook will actually tell you for every dollar that you spent and for every dollar that people spent on your products, what's the return on your dollars that you've put in? So that's a mm. really important one. Mm. And then one thing I do like to put in, uh, even for beginners, is frequency because you want to be able to see if somebody's seeing your ad 10 times, they're going to get a bit sick of it depending on yeah. where they are in the funnel. So if you can make sure that you're keeping an eye on your frequency, then you're not inundating someone with the same ad over and over. Right. So each ad campaign will have a frequency number and and if it's up, you know, closer to 10, you 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 can assume that people who've seen your ad have all seen it 10 times and that bit might yeah, be a so bit, bit too much. If it's a top of funnel ad, so like cold audience telling them about your business, you really don't want that frequency to hit more than two. If it goes over two, oh. it's time to either test some new creative or um, make your audience bigger. It might be that you're targeting too small an audience. Okay. Um, but when you start retargeting, then you can kind of afford to get up to 10 and that's okay. Right. Interesting. Okay, great. And one of the beautiful things about digital marketing, and of course, you know, including social, is that you do have that ability to immediately optimise, like you were saying at the beginning of the of our chat, you know, that you can actually change things immediately. You can remove content that's not generating response. Um, if you notice an ad that's not generating a response, and I guess because you see so many of them, you'd have a really good understanding and a really good gut feel of kind of what's a good response and what's not, which I imagine, again, depends on, on the industry. But if it's not, in your opinion, generating a good response, what's the very first thing you'll look at to tweak? So we're always testing and we're always running more than one ad at a time. So if we've got an ad campaign going, there's at least three ads active in that particular audience. And that way, if something's not working, I can turn that one off and leave the other ones to run and then pop another one in its place to start testing that. So that's kind of my first call to action. But if you're having trouble with sort of all of them, the first thing I look at is, okay, is it the ad that's not working or is it once they get through to the website and it's the website that's not working? So one of the other things that I didn't mention when we were talking about mistakes is that a lot of people will start Facebook ads before their website's actually traffic ready. So traffic ready, I mean that you're actually got a good conversion rate sitting up around two to 3%. So when people get to your website, they're actually buying because mm. if you're getting heaps of people go to your website and they're not checking out, then driving more traffic with Facebook ads is not going to fix it for you. It's not a silver yes. bullet. You yes. need to fix the website first. It needs to load quickly. It needs to be really user-friendly, mobile-friendly because a lot of your Facebook traffic will come from mobile. Yes. So we'll check the soft stats and go, okay, well, if this is getting a really good cost per click, like quite cheap, under a dollar for the top of funnel, and, you know, people are uh, engaging with it and they're clicking through, but then nobody's purchasing like no one's adding to cart or checking out then it's likely to actually be the website and not the ad whereas if the clicks are really expensive then I can go okay well this is probably actually the creative or the audience and that's the only real way to figure that out is to test test the same ad with a different audience mm. and just the same audience with a different ad and see like if another ad works you go okay well it was the ad that wasn't right um, but if a different audience works then you go okay well, it was the audience that wasn't quite right now we've got a better audience 
That's interesting. And I think that's a really, really good point that you raise because, um, yeah, you know, if, you, if you're out and, and this isn't just limited to social media channels, you know, it's, it's for everything. And, and it's for your website as well as your bricks and mortar store. If you're out there spending a fortune, even if it's on radio or TV or print or social, whatever, but you're driving people to a website that's altogether uninspiring or unhelpful or confusing, or even yeah. if you're driving people in store and your customer service people are rubbish or your you know your store is really dirty and your products it's kind you know, of like that hey like having this yeah. massive campaign to get people into your shop and then you've got someone that's sitting on a phone that's really not interested in serving you yeah they're not going to help you find anything that's like what an unhelpful website is it, so. it is and and that's right like you think well you know you, you're looking at the facebook ad oh it's not it's that's not working but you're absolutely right maybe that is working but but the website's not and then, so once you've kind of go, okay, well, the audience, it might be the audience, okay, well, we'll rejig that. What about at the creative? What do you look at, at the, uh, for the creative first to, to, to tweak? So generally what we'll do, you kind of have your copy already because you've been running your business, you've got your product descriptions, you've know, like if you've got a traffic-ready website, then you've got a good heading on the front page that tells people what you sell and who it's for. So what we normally do when we're starting with a client is we will test different creative with the exact same copy. Because if you're testing ah. different creative with different copy, then you don't know if it's the copy that's not working or if it's the image. Yeah. So what I might do is I might put up, depending on the budget, there might be five different images with the exact same copy. And then after a few weeks, it might be, okay, well, this one's clearly a winner. Mm. And then I can go, okay, well, now I know that that picture works. I'm going to try that picture with maybe five different copies. Mm. So you kind of test one thing at a time. Yes. So we always test the creative first because that's kind of like the biggest visual difference. Yeah. Um, so we might try it with a carousel. We might put an image and we might do a video and then we might do a few different variations. Yeah. And then once we've nailed which ones of those work, then we will change around the copy and play around with that. And when you're getting really nitty gritty, you can start going, okay, well, I'm just going to change the headline. Or yes. I'm just going to change the description. I'm just going to see what, what difference that makes. Um, yes. But unless you've got a really big budget to test, then the first thing I would do is just go, okay, well, I'm going to stick with this copy and I'm going to assume this copy is okay. Yeah. I'm just going to test three different bits of creative to start with. Yeah. And it's interesting because I know every time that I've tested different images, it's always the one that I think, I think personally is going to be the worst performing that ends up being the best. <laughs> it Back just, when I was doing like um, more like service-based ads. I yeah. would always just put in a random image. So it might <laughs> be one that was the person, one that was of what they did. And then one might just be a pink airplane. And it would always be that random image that won out every time. That was so, so strange. That is so funny. But, yeah, that's my experience too. It's so bizarre. So it really does show that, yeah, that that, that testing component is really, really important. And, look, that's, you know, the, the platforms allow you to do that. So it, it makes sense to be able to kind Definitely. of, you know, do that and, and make sure that you are getting, getting a good response. So... Tell me about your business, Karen. Tell me about Unstoppable E-Commerce because I know you do do a lot of work with small business and you can help them either do their by doing their advertising, their Facebook advertising, or showing them how. Yeah, so one of my favourite things to do is to actually teach people how to do it for themselves because as a small business, 
you know, it's a big investment to get someone like myself for Unstoppable E-commerce to do your Facebook ads. But once you learn how to do it themselves, you really can use those same strategies. Mm. So we uh, take on, we only ever take on sort of five to 10 clients ever maximum because we like to focus uh, on just a few clients at a time and on our um, students. So we have a program called Ecom Igniter mm-hmm. and it's uh it's, it's lifetime access to the content, but we do 12 weeks mentoring when you first start. So we have two live calls a week with myself and my business partner, Megan. Mm-hmm. And um, we're actually there to kind of hold people's hand. We go live on a Zoom call and go, okay, what's, what do you need help with? What's working? What's not? And we can either, t- you know, tweak and optimize things as we go. So it's kind of a glorified Facebook ad course. And the reason I say that is because Um, It's eight modules and Facebook ads is actually only one module, but it's all the things that you need before you get to turning on those Facebook ads. So Mm. we talk about audience, messaging, your content. Uh, We go into getting your website traffic ready. So that's a big module is making sure it's ready to convert first. And then our students are only allowed to go onto the Facebook ads once all of that is done. They also learn face, uh, sorry, email marketing. And then right at the end, we learn how to optimize and scale and sort of how to manage your e-commerce business going forward. So it really is a fun program because we have so many amazing ladies in our group that um, get to know each other. So many of them go on to do collaborations together or to buy each other's products. And it is just a really nice community. And then after those 12 weeks, um, they either stay on with us or they go into an alumni group, which is all the past students, and then they just keep on those relationships. So that's kind of the main way that we work with people like I say we do have the agency the main reason of our agency is just to make sure that what we're teaching is always current yes so many people out there that are teaching something that they did years ago yeah Um, Facebook's such an ever-changing platform we want to make sure we've always got our finger on the pulse and we're always teaching something that's working today not something that worked last month so that's kind of the reason for that but the main thing we do is really teaching people in our program and we also have a free group so if you're just looking to sort of dip your toe in the waters of getting a bit more e-commerce training um, we run some free trainings in there and you can find that on Facebook um, unstoppable e-commerce entrepreneurs it's called cool Um, so yeah people can jump in there and um, jump in with us as well great fantastic i'll pop a link to that in the show notes so people can go and jump in there and learn from you guys because it sounds like you're doing some amazing stuff there and what about if they wanted to get in touch with you or connect with you personally karen how, how are they best to get in touch with you our best way is just through the unstoppableecom.com. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's a contact form on there that comes straight through to me. Great. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much for sharing all of that insight. It's been so good to... Yeah, to hear hear those like great tips that that you've shared. Um, certainly, something that I've taken away from that is the importance of testing um, and making sure that that your content is really optimized to to sell. Because that's right, you can spend some some money on there, and if you are spending money on driving people to to your website or driving people to your business, you really want to make sure that they're actually going to be be spending with your business and you can get that exactly. that return. So thank you so much for that, Karen. Really appreciate it. No worries. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Well, I hope that chat has lifted the veil on Facebook advertising for you. It is such a powerful tool, particularly for small business. Well, it's one of many, really. There are so many fabulous digital tools that you as a small business owner can access really easily and affordably. 
but I get it. The digital space can be really overwhelming to get your head around. So if you think that you could do with a little more guidance and expertise with your marketing to really try and understand which of these digital tools that you can leverage to grow your small business, then you may want to check out our How To Do Marketing Academy. This is a program that I have developed for ambitious and motivated small business owners just like you. It's a 12-month program working with me to help give you clarity and direction. I then guide you through 12 months of recommended marketing activity that is broken down into easy-to-follow 90-day tactical marketing plans. These 90-day plans are almost like to-do lists. I give you the order and priority to get each activity done and to help you learn how to do the marketing on your list. We conduct monthly marketing workshops and we give you the keys to a huge library of online resources such as ebooks and templates and videos that we've developed over the years of working with small business. You also get exclusive access to our Academy Facebook group where you can connect with other like-minded businesses just like you. And I'm in the group all the time, answering questions and sharing loads of helpful marketing tips and tricks. So head on over to dragonflymarketing.com.au to find out more. And hey, if you are really enjoying these episodes and feel like they're helping you become a better marketer, head into your podcast app and hit subscribe. That way you will not miss an episode and the marketing goodness will just keep flowing in. And until next time, happy marketing. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 